Good morning. Today we want to reflect on the church at Smyrna. The letters to the seven churches that we began looking at share a similar structure. They each receive an address to a particular congregation. An introduction of Jesus is received by a congregation, a statement regarding the condition of the church, a verdict from Jesus regarding the condition of the church, a command from Jesus to the church, and a general exhortation to all Christians and a promise of reward. Today, as we reflect, let us look at our churches and see what it is that God is saying to us with an intention to respond and act according to the word of God. Smyrna, this was a large, beautiful, and proud city. It was a center of learning and culture and was proud of its standing as a city. It was a rich city, but it boasted as a great trading city, especially in wines. So like Ephesus, which was a wealthy city and a commercial giant, this city was also known for idolatry and worship of the Roman emperor. And once a year, the Roman citizens were required to burn a pinch of incense on the altar to the godhead of Caesar. And, have done, and having done so, would go away with their certificates that they had performed their religious duty. Christians were faced with this challenge because while they were there in that culture, they too had to face the challenges of the culture. For all they had to do was to burn that pinch of incense and say, Caesar is Lord and receive their certificates and go away and worship as they please. But that is exactly what the Christians would not do. The question is, we live in an ever-changing world. What are the challenges that we meet upon? What is presented for us to do by the law that goes against the very grain of God's word? As God's people, are we willing to take a stand against the culture, against the norms of society that goes against God's word? How committed are we to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Jesus describes himself to the church at Smyrna as the first and the last, the one who was dead and came back to life. May I remind the church of the living God that we have only one God, one Lord, and one Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the promised one, the Son of the living God. He is the first because he was from the very beginning. John 1 verse 1 reminds us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 14 reminds us, and the word was made flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the last because there's no one that can be compared to him that will come after him. He is God. May I remind you too 
that he's still the first and the last, the one who was dead, the one who died for all humanity. But he did not remain in the tomb, my friends. He's alive and alive forevermore. The first fruit of all those that slept or sleeps. There is a resurrection morning coming. The songwriter says, when Jesus steps out on a cloud to call his children, the dead in Christ shall rise to meet him in the air. Then those that remain shall be quickly changed because at the midnight cry, we'll be going home. Are you ready, my brothers and sisters, to meet our Lord, the first and the last, the one who was dead but is alive? His name is Jesus, the Son of the living God. In verse 9 of Revelation 2, Jesus says to this church, I know your works. He said to Ephesus as well, I know your works. Tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are of the synagogue of Satan. My brothers, Jesus knows our work. The Greek word ergon bis means business, employment, that which anyone is occupied and that which one undertakes to do and act or deed. He knows the hardships, both in the sense that he saw what happened to them and he knew the hardships of their personal experiences in life. God knows the struggles that you face as a believer or even as an unbeliever. And because he knows you can run to him, unbelievers, sinners, he will never turn you away. Why not try Jesus today? Why not accept him as your Lord and Savior, the one who knows when others can't seem to understand? Jesus knows. Jesus cares. And Jesus understands. Jesus said they were rich. Why were they rich? Were they rich in material possessions? No. Every outward circumstances said that the Christians in Smyrna were poor and even destitute. My friends, despite your outward circumstances, when you have Jesus, you have everything. In Jesus' closing message to this church, he encourages them, do not fear. These words are words of comfort, words of encouragement, do not fear what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life, says our Lord. My brothers and sisters, do not fear. No matter what the struggle, no matter what the things you will go through, no matter how you are tested and tried, because you will come forth as pure gold. Despite these things, take a stand for Jesus. Despite the hardships, despite the financial burdens, despite the medical challenges, despite the death sentence pronounced by a doctor, take a stand for Jesus. If you are not saved, Give your life to Jesus. 
because he has promised us a crown of life, everlasting life, abundant life. If you overcome, if you hold on and never let go, if you give your life to Christ, you will not be hurt by the second death. In closing, what is the second death? Revelation 20 verse 14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. I close. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let us pray. Lord, we truly want to thank you for your word to our hearts today. Reminding us, Lord, that we are to hold on to our faith in Christ Jesus. That no matter what the challenges and the circumstances that will come our way, you have given us your promises. Lord, you have promised us eternal life. And so we pray also for those who have not yet accepted you, that they too will accept you as Lord and Savior so that they can be partakers of the promises of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen.